Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's all R&B here today on Nuanas Now 102.9 ESPN Radio. I think it's going to be a, a banger of a halftime show. I think it's going to be a classic uh, with Usher fronting the Super Bowl halftime show on Sunday. What's up, everybody? It's Andrew Houghton sitting behind the glass here. On a Thursday, bringing you Nuanez now from the Missoula Broadcasting Company studios here on the north side of Missoula. Happy to have you with us here on a Thursday. We're about to get to all the on-field stuff for the Super Bowl. We got Coulter and Brooks Nuanez breaking it down on all football all the time in just a minute or two. If you missed anything from the first hour, it was a great first hour. We had Coulter Nuanez breaking down National Signing Day for both Grizz and Bobcat football. Uh, Of course, National Signing Day in February has lost a little bit of its luster because a lot of these teams and a lot of these recruits uh, like to get their business over and done with by early signing day in December. But both the Grizz and the Cats adding uh, a couple more players here on uh, National Signing Day, which took place yesterday. We also, in the first hour, caught up with Courtney Grossman, one of the top girls basketball and one of the top volleyball players in the state there at Billings West. She's headed to Eastern Washington next year to play for Jody Gleason and Eastern Washington women's basketball. We caught up with her for the Class AA Spotlight. And I just talked a little bit through the NBA trade deadline. Not a ton of Woj bombs dropped on the NBA fan world this year at the trade deadline, but still, I think, a little bit that we're able to uh, extrapolate from some of the moves that were made. So I talked about that to close the first hour. If you missed anything in the first hour, you can always find it on the Nuanez Now podcast. It's available on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Nuanez Now Please uh, like, rate, review, five stars only. That Nuanez Now podcast is brought to you by Schulte Law, as well as the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. You can join the conversation with us here on Nuanez Now. Uh, always, you can connect with us, phone call or by text at 406-888-1029. And let's get that text line active again here to kick off the second hour. I've got a couple pairs of lift tickets to Lost Trail. I know that the snow has been sort of spotty uh, so far this ski season, but from what I'm hearing, they've got plenty of snow now at Lost Trail. If you want a pair of lift tickets, text me, 406 888 1029. Just text me Lost Trail and we'll get you hooked up with a pair of lift tickets so you can uh, hit the snow, hit the slopes. Second hour, uh, as mentioned, we'll be uh, we'll be catching up here with Brooks and with Coulter Nuanez, and they're talking all things football. And then this week, that means just one thing. 
They're talking all things Super Bowl on all football all the time. We're reminiscing about uh, all things country music earlier this week. The death of Toby Keith, who is certainly an icon in country music, no doubt about it. But uh, somebody that was really, how do you say, popular in the Nuanas household growing up. We listened to a lot of country music with our parents. Myself, Coulter Nuanas, Brooks Nuanas, joining you here on Nuanas Now, all football all the time. And Toby Keith was, I mean, there's there's a place and time thing here as well, right? Like we were, we were in our childhood years slash, you know, early teenage years when Toby Keith was at the height of his fame. But our dad loved loved him some Toby Keith. So we're talking about some Toby Keith. R.I.P. Toby Keith. He uh, he definitely had a great run. He had uh, he had as good a run as just about anybody for a, a while there, like mid-90s to like early 2000s. Pretty good. Yeah, and he kind of transitioned into, you know, uh, a different genre of like, what would you call it? Americana patriotism. Patriot, yeah. patriot Which, yeah. if you don't like that, but then you, you encompass it, Toby Keith into that's who he is, and you don't like his first 20 years of artistry, you are missing out. <laughs> totally, right? Like, I he, get if you're not into that, whatever. But. Put a boot in your ass the American way. It changed a lot of people's perceptions of him, both positively and negatively. But, um, I mean, man, his first three albums are just so good. If you don't believe me, go listen to them. It's epic songwriting, and he has an unbelievably distinct singing style, so uh, certainly one of our favorites. Lots of music talk here on Nuanas Now, because that's what we like to do, even though we, uh, we're just we're trying to fill space because we're so sad that football is about to be over. This is our uh, last all-football of the time for this season. Appreciate Brooks for contributing with us uh, each and every week throughout the NFL season. Now that it's... Uh, Closing in on it. This will be week 24 of this. So, uh, been fun. Been fun doing it. Uh, love talking NFL and love. See, the thing is, it's not about the gambling part. It's about putting the NFL into perspective through the numbers. And that's what we try to do. Analyze the NFL on a Montana uh, platform. And uh, I also like the gambling, too. <laughs> I mean, the gambling's damn fun. Yeah, it's fun. I enjoy that part. Yeah. I know. I was saying earlier this week, it's like it becomes a barren wasteland because. There's just nothing that's really compelling to go to the machine for until you get to the like conference tournaments for college basketball. Because, I mean, yeah, maybe if you just... Oh, you know me, dude. I'm I know you. It. Oh, I know you. I, I just think... I think it's a fool's errand to bet, like, regular season mid-February college basketball. Cause, Definitely. Because you just never know, right? I'm a big fan of Korean baseball, though. <laughs> <laughs> we, we generally we generally um are pretty confident in what we give you in terms of the nfl i don't know how confident we are in terms of the korean baseball you know colter last I, i've been saying so i track my bets very very uh religiously yeah, uh, i do too that's how you it's know really how important it. it's so important. i keep every darn ticket i've ever had i have them in a file i also have a spreadsheet where i have you know what what i what i put up what i could have won what, what the outcome was and i total it up i'm up pretty good on the year but what i didn't do this year which i hope maybe we can do next year is to just pick uh a winners you know we're going to just pick winners money line across the board winners of each game for yeah. every week in the season then we're also going to pick against the spread and kind of have two options there yes. and give you our totals at the end of the year i know it's a popular thing in the gambling world to say i hit it 58 percent this year i hit it 62 percent right you know when we like to throw out some fun parlays get a little bit wild with it when it comes to picking games i think that we were right around you know that 58 60 percent i know there's some people that may be a little higher there but next year we'll, we'll do that for you guys yeah definitely uh thanks to sports Bet montana for their continued support of all of this 
We'll have some, uh, no, have no fear, we'll have some March Madness stuff coming up. We'll have some major championship golf stuff coming up. So it's been fun uh, partnering with Sportsbet Montana. And uh, stay tuned because we're, we're hoping, thinking, uh, that they'll be heavily involved in our bracket challenge coming up for March Madness as well. So stay tuned for that. So if you haven't heard, Super Bowl on Sunday, usually we're doing guess the lines and leans and stayaways and all that. This one, it's you know, it's pretty straightforward. We got one game to analyze. So before we get into the numbers behind the game, let's just talk about the matchup on the field. We can go every uh, any uh, any different angle we want to, but I'm going to start with just asking you, what do you think are the key matchups in this game? Well, I think that it's very simple. It's, it's the Chiefs versus the 49ers, for those that haven't been paying attention. Oh, I have this wrong. i got to pivot here. <laughs> I think it's pretty simple, Colton. Hey, journalism professors always tell you, you got to pretend like either the story or the broadcast you're doing, the person... The first time you've ever heard it. The first it. time you ever heard it. So just making sure... My name is Brooks Duanas. <laughs> I live in Missoula, Montana. My favorite color is orange. Yeah. I think it's very simple, Coulter. Yeah. The two best units in the game are the 49ers offense and the Chiefs defense. I agree with that. I think the Chiefs, we'll see, have a real good defense. Better than people think. Definitely better. The numbers say that. They pass the eye test. They get after you. Great up front on the defensive line. Great up front. One of the best secondaries in the league. That's the part that people don't understand. Justin Reed is a monster. McDuffie. Uh, I mean, Sneed. Sneed is playing like the best corner in the NFL right now. McDuffie and Sneed are, are two of the best six or seven uh, corners in the league. So when you look at the 49ers offense, tremendous firepower there. One of the best units in the league, period. I think that's the main matchup there. You might have a stalemate. Then you flip it over. The other matchup is Chiefs offense, which we know what we got there. Yep. Against the 49ers defense, which is borderline reeling at this exact moment. Which is cr- crazy. Hufunga playing safety. Do you remember his first name? Jonathan. Jonathan Hufunga. Is that right? That's right. I love Hufunga. Uh, Samoan guy, safety, third year in the league. One of my favorite players in the league. When you just watch him, you're like, hold on, hold on. I don't get to see this guy enough. This guy is amazing. They lost him, I don't know, six weeks ago. And since then, they've really struggled. Um, you look up front, Chase Young has not been an impact player when you trade him over from Washington Commanders. You still got Nick Tala Bosa. Noah is his first Tala name. Noah, not Jonathan. Jonathan. Tala Noah Hufunga. Who it's hard to I remember. Of? I'm thinking of another uh, San Francisco secondary guy. Anyways, we digress. I love Dre Greenlaw. I love Fred Warner. What I'm getting at, Coulter, is that I think the Chiefs might be better on defense than the Niners are on offense. That's a hot take. I'm not saying that's true, but yeah. it could, could be. But I think the Chiefs are better on offense than the Niners are on defense. So explain this to me. So I think this escapes people a lot of times. Per to, to the man, the San Francisco 49ers have the best defensive line in football in terms of the brand name recognition of the players. Yeah, it's not true. Right. Yeah. But most NFL fans know who Nick Bosa is, know who Chase Young is, you get a little yes. deep. You get a little deeper. Eric Armstead, Javon yes. Kinlaw, those guys are a little bit more yeah. known than uh, you know some of the other. As many people know who Eric Armstead is as Jeffrey Simmons, even though Jeffrey Simmons is way better than Eric Armstead. You know what I'm saying? Certainly. Um, because they have so many pass rushers, they don't have the hog molly in the middle plug type of guy. Because of that, then they've been getting the ball run down their throats the they last have. three weeks. They sure have. And the whole second half of the year, more or less, has been the Niners 
So so why is that? Because you, I mean, I think the first part explains itself. They're more pass rush oriented guys than they are run stopping guys. But then why is it that? I mean, Fred Warner was like a ghost against both Green Bay and last week as well. And Warner, by all accounts, is one of, if not the best, off-ball linebackers in the National Football League. He has is because he's taken a step back, or what? What has been the thing that's eluded the San Francisco 49ers? Why have they struggled against the run like they have? I think it's a variety of reasons. I think you're correct, Coulter, in the sense that they are more pass rush oriented. I also think that when I mentioned Hufanga, if you haven't watched him and you you, you, know, you start to understand like NFL run fits. Two of the most important players in any defensive scheme are going to be the nickel corner or That's the right. nick, nickel linebacker and the strong safety for just generalizing run fits. When you talk about stretching teams out to the sideline, at some point, both the safety and the nickel corner or nickel linebacker have to be surefire tacklers in the run game. And the 49ers have just struggled in the secondary. I mean, I like a couple of their guys. Their household names at this point, because the 49ers have been on TV and relevant as one of the five best teams in the NFL for several years now. So you know guys. Um, you know, Gibson, Lenore, Chardarius Ward, who was on the Ch- the Chiefs at one point. Those names, if you're an NFL fan, are somewhat familiar, but that doesn't mean that they're star players. I think that the secondary is actually where they're struggling more in the run game, defending the run game, than you'd actually think. It's not necessarily Fred Warner. It's that their ability to get to Fred Warner and put a hat on him. Right. Well, you- and, and you also get to give credit where credit's due. If you watch that Lions game, the Lions were doing stuff that, like, you really don't see NFL teams do commonly. They were running seven offensive line sets, seven well, seven man offensive line. And you sets. can also, at this point in the season, if you have one of the couple, you know one of the best OCs in the league in Ben Johnson for the Lions, yes, you can scheme up twenty plays that no one's ever seen, that's right. and they can't stop. And the and second and at, the second half would happen. They didn't score, and that's why the Lions were. Up. It's exactly right. It's why the Lions were up twenty four to six at halftime, and that's why then they didn't score. They ran out of juice. They yeah, couldn't. You know, scored one other time. It's, this couldn't do anything. And I, I think Coulter that at this point of the season too. The Niners have been making deep playoff runs. Fred Warner has been making deep playoff runs for th- this is now three years in a row. That's right. You can't, you cannot say that playing 20, 21 games in an NFL season year after year is not wearing down on you. At some point, you just yes, start it, to break it, down. It, a little bit. It's true. It's true. And, and also, if the guy in front of you, like what the Lions were doing specifically, is they were just overloading it to take half the defensive line out of it. If you have half the defensive line out of it and Chase Young isn't pursuing, which is it seems to be the biggest knock against him if he's on the backside he doesn't run the football then you can just pin and pull Fred Warner and he's only a man like he I mean he's one of the great linebackers in the league but when he's getting pin and pulled and kicked out then you have you can't he can't overcome a a, a constant focus or a constant double team and that's that's exactly what you're saying right they're they're, they're negating half the defensive line schematically. If, if, if you say that you have to get after Javon Hargrave Eric Armstead, Joey Bosa, and Fred Warner, and you let Dre Greenlaw kind of run backside yep. and Chase Young kind of run backside. I mean, you're kind of, you might be undermanned. It just depends on who how, the health of those uh, guys. Right. And like, but if you get a hat on a hat, I mean, Fred Warner's great, but you don't want to mess with some of these NFL offensive linemen. Well, that's right. And and the Lions are the most versatile team because they can play Penny, Penny Sewell everywhere. And you, but you don't want to mess with that dude. That's like, right. That dude gets a hold of you. Like it's you're losing that that battle. And you got to remember in the NFL, for all our folks out there, is these guys aren't blocking for three minutes, right? Penny Sewell has to get you for a second and a half, and Jamar Gibbs is gone. Um, wait till you you know experience that with some of these you know Isaiah Pacheco guys like that. I mean, it's defending the run. In the NFL is the real deal. And the teams that do it well, it's underrated. So that's why I brought this up. All football all the time here, presented by Sportsbet Montana, because. 
When it comes to the Chiefs' offense versus the Niners' defense, I do think that everybody's talking about how does Mahomes attack it. Mahomes and Kelsey, Mahomes and Kelsey. I think one of the biggest advantages the Chiefs could find is Isaiah Pacheco in the inside run game. Yeah, he's a monster. That's why I think... Okay, so let's talk about the prop bets here. On Sportsbet Montana, most of the prop bets, if you're betting an individual performance, like say, for example, Christian McCaffrey, 100 yards, or... Brock Purdy for 250 yards passing, or Patrick Mahomes two passing touchdowns. It comes with a the the team that that player plays for also has to win, right? So I I'll be fully upfront here. I'm absolutely hammering the Chiefs to win because of the Mahomes narrative, because of the experience. We'll get into more of the whys. I also have a future to, to, to win outright. I got the I got the Chiefs to win. I also have a futures ticket for the 49ers to win the Super Bowl that I made back in August. So that's the hedge, hedge, ladies and gentlemen. That you, you hope that you get one your team you bet on, and then you hard hedge on the other side, yeah. and you, you middle it a little bit. Especially when you think they're going to win. But okay, so if I'm betting on the Chiefs, then I think betting pretty much every single one of the prop bets for the players. Yeah, and you're looking at player specials. So there's also rush props, pass props, yes. receiving props that are yes. just flat right. numbers, and you can kind of ladder right. them. Right. But if I think the Chiefs are going to win, Patrick T- Mahomes, two touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes, two touchdowns, and the Chiefs win is what odds? Plus 170. I mean, I don't see Patrick Mahomes not throwing two touchdowns that's if right. the Chiefs win. That's right. Yeah. And so that's why I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quarter of a unit and put a quarter of a unit on every single one of the Chiefs player special prop bets. Patrick Mahomes, two touchdowns. Do you Isaiah feel Pacheco, you're overexposed there at all? Well, I guess maybe not every single one, but here, here's the. I'll just tell you. Here's the ones I'm going to bet: Patrick Mahomes two plus touchdowns, Isaiah Pacheco seventy plus rushing yards, Patrick Mahomes two hundred sixty plus passing yards, Isaiah Pacheco one plus rushing touchdown, Travis Kelsey one plus receiving touchdown, hmm. Travis Kelsey over seven catches, Travis Kelsey seventy five yards or more, Rice seven plus receptions, Rice seventy yards or more. Those wow. are the prop bets I'm going to make. Because you just, I mean, you think that Mahomes is probably going to throw for about 275 and two touchdowns, and he's mm, probably going to throw. 275 is high. I just, I think that, I just think that if the Chiefs are going to win, Mahomes is going to throw between 225 and 265. Yeah. And, okay, so let's say the 265, the 260 doesn't hit, but I just think that Travis Kelsey is probably going to have seven catches. If he doesn't, though, Rice is going to have seven catches. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I, so that, that I, I just think that okay, if you put a quarter unit on all of those, say you hit three out of nine, sure, you're still gonna make money. I like that. Yeah, and I think there's uh, if you like the Pacheco um, over seventy yards, Coulter, I kind of like this ladder where you could bet him at fifty eight, sixty eight, seventy eight, eighty eight, and ninety eight. Um, and you're getting anywhere from minus 200 up to plus 225, and you kind of, if he, you know, rushes for 100 yards, you kind of clear that whole ladder out. Um, so if you like Pacheco, you like some of the other rushing or passing uh, receiving props, you know, throw a little extra on the one above it and the one below it, and you, you might get a little uh, a little juice there. All football time presented by Sports Bet Montana. W- what do you think about hedging within the hedge? Oh, baby. So I got my Niners futures ticket. I okay. also got now the Chiefs to win on the money line. Is this Inception? <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs to win on the money line, and if the Chiefs are going to win, I like all these player b- props. But then, do you just hedge again? 
and bet like four of the Niners ones too? I would probably stay away from the ones that are winners. If you think the Chiefs are going to win, then just bet the single props of bet Christian McCaffrey to have, let's see here, his carry. Without the win. Without the win. Christian right, McCaffrey's okay. carry props right here are, you know, 19 carries at minus 130. Um, you know, or you could just bet. Uh, right, like Pacheco, 75 yards rushing, McCaffrey, 75 yards rushing. Exactly. Just stay away from the win because you already have your Niners winning ticket out there. And again, then you start to get yeah, overexposed yeah. a little bit there. Um, I do like your theory of you got the Niners ticket in your hand. You want to bet some Chiefs props with the win. And then I'd probably then stay clear and start betting some fun stuff. Um, Colter, have you gone to not in a sport but under specials just the little star on the app and or on the machine it's not under football but just specials and you go to futures Hmm. there's a bunch of fun stuff in there that's listed under boosts um you'll get our man sean rainey's rain man in there the The, rainmaker rainmaker you also get some other fun stuff in there uh you know some receiving and, and and rushing stuff they're also under football not under the specials under football itself under futures USA, NFL, 23-24. I get all these fun props. I'm going to read you a couple of the ones I've picked out, if that sounds all right to you, Colton. Oh, yeah, please. The largest lead of the Super Bowl, under 14 and a half. So there won't be a lead more than two touchdowns at minus 140. Travis Kelsey, player with the most receiving yards in the first quarter, plus 320. I think they're going to get out and start feeding Kelsey. Both teams to score in the first quarter. At all, plus 150. Wow. I thought it was surprising how low the odds were for scoring, or rather how high they were to have a team not score in the first quarter. Jitters, all this. I was surprised by that. I think both teams, I see it being 7-3 after the first quarter ends. There will be a field goal in the first quarter, even odds. Hmm. Um, two and a half touch. I like both of these. Both teams, the Chiefs and the Niners, these are separate bets, both minus 120. Both teams score over two and a half touchdowns. I just don't see them scoring less than 20 points. Right. I think they're both going to score three touchdowns Mm -hmm. and a field goal, and then we're looking at 31, 28, you know, something like that. I just don't really see that it's going to be under two and a half touchdowns for either team. So so let me ask you this. Last one for you before you ask. Travis Kelsey and Debo Samuel combined for 200 receiving yards, 200 plus, at plus 700. Wow. Like all those. Noir's Dow, ESPN Radio, all football all the time. Presented by Sports Bet Montana. So, when it comes to like the totals and the scoring in this game, I think a lot of people are sort of waffling because the Chiefs have been known as this prolific high scoring offense. That's changed. And they've changed that. And last week they won 17 to 10. I still think they get to 21. I agree. I guess my question is. The Baltimore Ravens have the number one overall defense in the NFL and the number one defense in terms of sacks and pass yards allowed in the NFL. Number two in all three of those categories is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yet, the Chiefs' defense doesn't seem as ferocious as Baltimore. It doesn't seem like you need to play... Just different names. It's still ferocious. Yeah, I just think that... I think there's a huge element of going on the road as compared to playing on a neutral field. Like, when you are going into Baltimore you are going to play a totally different conservative type style. Yeah. Like I guess what I'm saying is the, the intention last week was to win 17 to 10. Correct. The intention this week is going to be to get Patrick Mahomes the ball last and win 27-24, 31-28. You like couldn't that. be more right, Colt, there. We talked about it last week that I thought the Chiefs in the second half uh, 
they punted five straight times. And the narrative was that the Ravens forced five straight punts. And I right. thought that the Chiefs were perfectly fine to punt that ball away. That's right. Um, Playing in the hands of their But defense. you're talking about the, the their defense isn't as ferocious. Uh, this is, you know, I'm spitballing here, so give me a little bit, you know, grain of salt. Like, if Kyle Hamilton, safety for the Ravens, you're saying the Ravens are ferocious. If he's a, a 95, I think Justin Reed, the safety for the Chiefs, is a 90. I don't for think sure. we're talking about a massive fall-off here. Oh, no, for sure. And I, know, mean, I, mean, the, like, I mean, the best player on either of the two teams is Chris Jones. Definitely. Well, Chris Jones is a top-ten player in the NFL. For sure. So, I think the Chiefs... The thing is, as you mentioned, Coulter, that when you have Lamar and you think you can rattle him a little bit, you got Steve Spagnuolo dialing up some great, crazy blitzes, you think that you can maybe cause a little chaos... I do think that the Chiefs are planning to keep it a lower scoring game. In this game against the 49ers, I think you absolutely have to go into that stadium thinking that you have to score four touchdowns. If you want to beat Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, doesn't matter what Brock Purdy is doing, doesn't matter who is playing on defense, it's about Kyle Shanahan dialing it up that if you're the Chiefs, you have to anticipate that you're going to have to score to win this game. There you go. Great analysis from the Nuanez brothers, Coulter and Brooks Nuanez, bringing you all football all the time here on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton, sitting behind the glass today, producing and hosting. Well, double duty for me today on Nuanez Now, but I'm happy to be with you here on a Thursday. We're going to finish up that conversation with Coulter and Brooks Nuanez right after the break, so keep it locked. Keep that dial tuned to 102.9 ESPN Radio, second half of all football, all the time, with Coulter and Brooks Nuanez coming up right after this. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, Montana? Welcome back uh, to the Usher Raymond R&B Variety Hour here on ESPN Radio 102.9 FM. As well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in for Coulter Nuanez on your Thursday uh, getting you ready for the Super Bowl. We'll talk plenty more Super Bowl tomorrow. Rajim Seabrook will be in studio with Coulter Nuanez. I know those guys are going to have plenty to say about this matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers. 
Uh, but we're going to get you back to all football all the time here. Colter Nuanez and Brooks Nuanez finishing off their conversation about that Super Bowl. Here you go. All football all the time with Nuanez Brothers times two. Nuanez Al ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It is all football all the time presented by Sportsbet Montana. You can't see this going. You cannot see this game going 17-10, right? It's, I, just don't, it's, I don't think it's there. I, I don't either. I could see it going like like 45 to 42. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen either. I don't think that's going to happen either. I just I don't think it's going 17-10. I mean, pretty much all the Super Bowls of our lifetimes has been... No, there's been some dumpers. There's been a couple, like, but the 13-3 the to 3 Patriots over Rams is such an anomaly. There was a time where, like, the... I can't remember. I think it was a Broncos Super Bowl. It was like 30-9. to 9. Broncos, Seahawks. Or, I mean, there's been a couple stinkers. Um... I still see. I guess what I'm saying though is like under 20 points though as only I can no only way. Think of one and not in this game, yeah. not in this game. I just don't think. That, I think that if the the one thing that could happen in this game that I think is a little bit of an outlier or that maybe some people see it because that's where the, the line reads is the Niners could get out and score a lot of points for sure. I mean, if they get hot, you know, they just, they have such so much talent, but it's all mm-hmm. household name stuff. So it's you got to you know, take it with a grain of salt as well for sure. But if you talk about Patrick Mahomes rising to the occasion. I just don't think that he's going to go out and just be like, we can only score 10 today. No, right. I just don't see that happening. Even if they get beat or even if he doesn't play super well, I just still see them scoring three touchdowns and kicking a field goal. I just don't know how they get under 24. What do you think of that matchup and the quarterback's matchup? I mean, to me, it's an a, a opportunity for Mahomes to affirm himself. I mean, he's he's already a, an all-time great, but this is an opportunity to affirm himself like absolutely in the top five quarterbacks of all time. He's only 28 years old. He's 27. For Brock Purdy, though, I mean, what a, a massive opportunity. If Brock Purdy plays well in this game and the Niners win, the haters can never say another word. Yeah. What do I think of the quarterback matchup? I think it's it's a guy that is one of the three or four best quarterbacks of all time already in his sixth season starting against a guy that if you weren't in this era, if you weren't alive and well, you won't remember. <laughs> Unless he wins a couple Super Bowls, absolutely, and he might, and that could shut me right up. But I, <laughs> I, I don't know what I think of Brock Purdy. I can give you a bunch of comps. Um, I think Brock Purdy when he gets it going, but there is definitely um, there is some reality to his game. There is, whereas there is, you know, there is 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 like something godly to someone like Patrick Mahomes. Do you? Th- is it in the cards? For Brock Purdy to have a full-on meltdown that loses the 49ers the game. I think that's one of the only options um, of a player in the game. Like I mean, Dak Prescott-level meltdown. I think so. Really? Yeah, I mean, he almost did it the last two weeks, dude. <laughs> it's, it's true. He, play, the, he played terrible against That's the, the most interesting part He to looked, me. Not only played terrible, he looks shook. That's the most interesting part to me is that it shows you, first of all, how... Game planning and coaching goes into these NFL games because if you were to do rankings of who played the best to the best of their capabilities within the playoffs so far in this playoffs, the teams that you would name are all out. Yep. Like the Chiefs have only played, they played really well against Miami, but it was negative five degrees and the Dolphins can't play in the cold. But other than that, the Chiefs have played fine, but they played great playoff football. The Niners did not play very well in two games in a row and still figured out a way they to They didn't to look win. great, man. 
That's what's crazy, though, because like, the Lions played amazingly well in the playoffs until the second half of the NFC Championship game. Yeah. The Packers also played great in the playoffs. Like You would say Packers, compared to what you thought they were coming to the playoffs, they played great. Stafford played really well. The Rams played really well. Yeah. You know? The Cowboys played terribly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just interesting that these teams got here. I just think that... When you the, just don't want to do what Brock Purdy has done the last two weeks, and it's probably done like a total of 10 times in his, what, 25 starts in the NFL, is you do not want to have a really bad first half where you're reeling a little bit against Patrick Mahomes. It's the last thing you want to do. And it is 100% on the table because, again, it's what he's done this whole entire uh, playoff run so far. Other X factors I'm going to be looking at, I know the quarterbacks don't go against each other. I'm talking about the ma- like when I say the matchup, I mean who plays. They better. do though. They do in right. football. There's momentum. You are sure. watching him, sure. you know, mess up. But, and you're but I'm, the field. I'm also looking at the running backs matchup. And again, I know they're not going against each other. I'm saying who's playing better. But Chris McCaffrey is one of the most transcendent talents in the league. But the but the Chiefs are going to sell out to shut him out. I think Isaiah Pacheco is one of the most underrated players in the league. I think he's got a chance to to make a real difference in this game. That's been the, one of the other biggest progressions in Mahomes' game. When he first was was uh, rocking and rolling, he was the ultimate gunslinger, and he still is. But he is totally fine checking into an inside zone. He's totally fine, you know, getting Pacheco the ball in a little forty-four dive play, and you know, live to play another day. Get me a third and three so I can hit Travis Kelsey. Like that's been such a huge progression in his game. He's. I've said this all playoffs, sculptor, and it's the most important thing that anyone can understand because it happens in the NBA and it can happen in baseball as well. It can happen in all sports, let's be honest. But the NFL, it's it's the real deal. It's a different game. That's right. And no one in the league right now understands that as well as Patrick Mahomes. That's right. It's the same as all the greats. Peyton Manning didn't understand it as well, and once he did, he started to win a little bit. That's right. It's a different game. You can't just come out and just run your basic stuff and just be yeah. like, where does this team? It's like, no, 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 no. Only, a whole different game. Plan. Only every once in a while is there, can you just ride the lightning all the way to winning it? Only once in a while. I mean, that's why Brett Favre only won one. Right. That's why Aaron Rodgers only won one. You can only really ride the but lightning you can, all the way. you can completely manipulate the game. Absolutely. And win it. Like, Eli Manning can beat Tom Brady when they're 18 and 0 because they're like, dude, we get the ball. We're sitting on this thing. That's right. Whole new game. And Patrick, everyone else thinks they have to beat Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes knows he, he only can beat himself. How about the tight ends matchup in this game? Then I think both these these teams could be heavily involved, or both these tight ends could be heavily involved in this. Uh, and I, I think this is probably a, a place where, like, for example, if Pacheco outrushes McCaffrey, that's an object, or even if they're even comparable, that's an objective huge win for the Chiefs. I think that it's pretty even between George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. I do think it's I do think it's pretty even. Um, I think that obviously those who are versed in the the world of blocking uh, football, they know that George Kittle's one of the two or three greatest blocking tight ends of his generation. Yes, um, arguably the best in the league at, at this moment. Travis and Kelsey doesn't block like that. Significantly better than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey will mix it up and he'll get in there and chip people and stuff. Bit. But like George Kittle's an elite blocker, no doubt. Um, so that's definitely a piece of the pie that you probably want to watch for if you're going to say Travis Kelsey had a better game because he had seven catches where George Kittle sure. had four. Make sure you're watching George Kittle block George on the edge. George Kittle plays know? a lot different. I mean, Travis Kelsey's a Y, and George Kittle can play H and an F. You know, he can play all yeah. the tight end spots. Yeah, it definitely. Travis Kelsey, as Gronk said, I thought this was pretty cool. Did you see him say it to West Wilson, our uh, our, our long ago friend from from <laughs> yeah, Bozeman, yeah, the Montana State Bobcats? He was interviewing Gronk, which was pretty darn cool. And he said, you know, tell me about Travis Kelsey. And Gronk said, unquestionably the greatest receiving tight end of all time. And last week I said that I said that more or less, and you yeah. said, no, Gronk's the guy from Gronk's mouth. 
Yeah. I get it's not the all-around thing. Receiving-wise, Travis Kelsey's that guy, as you mentioned. He's more of a receiver than a blocker. So I think it's the premier matchup of the game. And you know what, Coulter? That makes me love football because yes. we're talking about the premier matchup being two hybrid offensive linemen. <laughs> Let's go. Um, last one to touch on here, and then I'll let you go. How about the coaching matchup? Andy, Andy Reid has About been, as good as it gets, man. I mean, Andy Reid has, has – once upon a time, Andy Reid was Kyle Shanahan. Andy Reid was the, He's bigger. <laughs> but but in the early 2000s, Andy Reid was the guy with the innovative offense he and was. slick quarterback yep. who can get to the championship Sunday every single year and can't get through. Yep. And they the Eagles went to the championship game six years in a row. They only went to the Super Bowl once. They never won the Super Bowl. And then Andy Reid... It's wild. Like we, we will literally look back someday and we'll be telling our kids, yeah, man, Andy Reid, you know, he won three, four, five Super Bowls. He got fired in Philadelphia before that happened. Like, that is crazy With one of the best consider, teams in the league. It's crazy to consider, like, there's been great coaches that have been forced out, like Bill Belichick just got forced out, it, when the game has passed them by. Andy Reid was in the midst of the height of his career and got forced out in Philadelphia. He did. It's wild to really think about. But he's come back around, and, and you know, now he's fully proven it. He's absolutely, I would say, probably the second best coach of the 21st century in the NFL besides Belichick. Sure, absolutely. And But then now Shanahan's that guy. He's been in the championship Sunday five times. He's been in the Super Bowl once. He lost. How does he kick down the door? Shanahan kicking down the door will not only be affirming for that coaching tree, it will also be massively affirming for the trend that's going on in the NFL. Everybody wants to hire the 35-year-old guy. It has sort of worked. But with the exception of Sean McVay, it hasn't actually worked for the ultimate prize. Shanahan can change that. He can. I agree. Um, I think that what you said is very is very true, Colter. Andy Reid is one of the you know one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. Do you, do you know why I think he's had success? And I know. Do you know? Do you know why I think he got pushed out? It's very specific, and it's very. You can see it every Sunday. Is his demeanor on the sideline is something that I would like to play for. That's right. Not everyone wants to play for Dan Campbell. That's right. He is calm and stoic and keeps his head on straight and just says, hey, keep chunking away. Things are going to happen. It's all good. Kyle Shanahan, if you haven't realized, folks who are listening, <laughs> is a little bit of a hothead. A little bit. Um, I, I wonder how that plays to what my, my perception or analysis of Brock Purdy was. Does that in the earpiece start to get a little bit uh, trying when you're kind of hearing this little bit of urgency? You know, he'll put the card over his mouth and start dropping F-bombs pretty quick. For sure. Um but Purdy I think can, it plays Purdy into can the, handle it better than Jimmy Grapple and Trey Lance. I mean, absolutely, they, they clearly, guys clearly, right out of town. clearly. And I think Brock Purdy is a stud mentally, physically. I think he's a stud quarterback. When I talk about it, like we do when we talk about Cats and Grizz, I'm talking about being one of the two or three best guys in the league. Right. If you want to tell me that Brock Purdy is the 11th best quarterback in the league, that's fine. You can have that. Yeah. Go for it. Um, he can handle it better than those guys, but. Can Andy Reid coach the pants off of him like he just did to one of his protégés in John Harbaugh? Right. Uh, John Harbaugh was on those Eagles staffs way back in the day, along with 13 other current head, uh, coaches in the NFL were on Andy Reid's Eagles staffs. Yeah. Everyone talks about the Shanahan tree. Not going to lie, a little bit tired of it. It's a cool tree. They've won a little bit. Um, but like overwhelmingly, it's not like the most dominant tree that's ever existed. It's the most dominant systems as far as yeah. everyone's running what the Shanahan system is at this point. That's right. A little bit of read out there. Mostly it's the Shanahan stuff. Right. Single tight end, a little bit of fullback, a lot of motion. I get all that, but I just think that Andy Reid is is got the upper hand in that in in that little one-on-one head coaching battle. 
I got, I got one more stat for you before we go. Yeah, well, to, to completely put a stamp on your point, the Shanahan deal is interesting. The Shanahan deal's gotten so much legs because all these guys are so young, and that's a new thing. It's cute. And yeah. they were all in Washington when they sucked, but they were together. They're all 5'10", 160 pounds. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Yeah, well, I want to remind people, and, and coaching tributes came so in vogue for all these dorky sports writers. Well, because they're like, I understand this. Look, it's this and this and this. And that's a coaching gonna, tree. And I'm right about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for all you dork sports writers out there, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you about the, co- the ultimate coaching tree and it's not even close in the history of sports, is the Bill Walsh coaching tree. That involves the Mike Holmgren coaching tree, which also involves the Andy, Andy Reid coaching, coaching tree. tree. Yes. I mean, Marty Mornoweg is part of this whole coaching tree, and Coach Reed, or Coach Marty always talks about, like, this all stems from Bill Walsh. Yep. What was Bill Walsh running, Coulter? The West Coast offense. Used to be the buzzword. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we got the run and shoot and all these other fun things. That's uh, hilarious. Okay, that last point before we get you out of here. In the playoffs this year, the Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire yep. has 13 touches. Mm-hmm. Why does he have 13 touches, Coulter? Because Jarek McKinnon hasn't played. That's right. Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon's back for the Super Bowl. He is. One of the best third down backs in the NFL. Okay, so this is also a huge factor because how do you mitigate? So what, what do the Niners do best defensively? They rush the passer. Absolutely. How do you mitigate on the edge? There's three ways you can do it. Your tight end right in the middle of the keep field. Keep somebody in. You can put your tight end right in the middle of the field, or you can keep your tight end to chip. Sure. Yeah, chipping running back. Yep. Or you got a screen game. Yep. The Chiefs screen game, their chipping running back are much better with McKinnon, and Kelsey can go sit in the middle of the field rather than chipping when you got and McKinnon. And in fact, one of the best third down backs in the league. If you're not a Jared McKinnon fan. I mean, there's there's no one better that is, in terms of third down pass protection, Correct. he is the single best in the NFL. And he's also got juice. I didn't know he was back. That's by all reports. So if I'm wrong oh. here, that, I'll eat that. But that, I, I, no, I'm almost certain. It's been widely reported. I've heard it on several different things. Um, Jared McKinnon is a big time uh, game changer there. Another prop, Colter, before we go, as I just found this one, is uh, a touchdown scored inside the one yard line. At plus 184, okay. all you need is a pass interference. Touchdown, less than one yard. All you need, or one yard or less, all you need is pass interference in the end zone. Yeah. I like that for Travis Kelsey. I like that for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, another little short prop there for you. CBS Sports and the Kansas City Star both report Jared McKinnon has been taken off of injured reserve and is designated to return for the Super Bowl. Joe Dooney is practicing this week. I, he, I don't think he'll play. But he's not. It says Andy Reid says long shot that Joe Thune will play. I don't think that Thune will play. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he's got a torn, uh, partially torn bicep tendon. Jerry McKinnon, an alum of uh, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Jerry McKinnon was a option quarterback. In college. Coulter, how many reps did Jarrett McKinnon 30, as a quarterback put up at the combine? 33. 33 reps. Got uh, switched to... Why? Uh, <laughs> got switched to running back pretty quick. <laughs> Jarrett McKinnon, 33 reps, 41 and a half inch vertical round, a 4-4 flat 40. Pretty good athlete. Pretty good quarterback. <laughs> pretty good quarterback. Georgia Southern, baby. Yeah, gotta love it. Uh, Brooks Dwan is here on All Football all the time. Best of luck, everybody out there. When it comes to your Super Bowl stuff, I think the advice there is sound. Pick your winner, and then pick your prop bets with that winner in terms of player specials, and then maybe bet the other player specials you like unattached from the winner. And uh, I, I guess last one, what do you think of the total, 48 and a half? I, mean, I think it's over. 
Yeah, I'd probably lean to the over because I think it's a little bit more fun on a Super Bowl. You're with all your family and friends. You know, let's let's go, let's go for it. I like that. All right, Oval Ball time presented by Sportsbet Montana. Get that Sportsbet Montana app in your life. Really fun to just lay out all these prop bets, and then you can click on the QR code. Boom, the ticket's ready for you. Scan it, put your money in the kiosk, and have some fun on the Super Bowl. Colter, give him the give him the ESPN Twitter. Give him the handle. What is the ESPN Twitter? At 1029 ESPN. Let's send us some of your winners. We want to see them. Yeah, send us winners. You can hit us up on uh, Twitter at, at Brooks Nuanas and at Colter Nuanas, as well as at SkylineSportsMT.com as well. Any of that works. Uh, show us your winners. Show us what you got uh, leading up to and during the Super Bowl. We'll put some bets out there as well on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. But in the be- in the uh, meantime, best of luck, everybody. Have fun and appreciate Sportsbet Montana for their support of all football all the time, all NFL season here on Nuanas Now. There you go. When those two guys get to breaking down football, uh, there's just about nobody else I'd rather listen to. Coulter and Brooks Nuanez here on Nuanez Now telling you everything you need to know about the Super Bowl this weekend. You are listening to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton, sitting behind the glass today to take you home on a Thursday. We'll be back to wrap it up. Maybe talk a little bit more college basketball, uh, some big games in the Big Sky Conference tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that right after this. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. But Montana, welcome back. Nuana is now on 2.9 ESPN Radio. One more show for you this week, and then it's going to be Super Bowl weekend. I can't wait. Andrew Houghton with you here to take you home on a Thursday. Just a couple minutes left in the show. It's been a jam-packed show for you here on a Thursday. Coulter Nuana is off the top with the Big Sky Spotlight, brought to you by Maldonado Law, recapping National Signing Day for both Grizz and Cat football. Then we went to the for, from the gridiron to the basketball court. For the rest of the first hour, I caught up with Courtney Grossman, Billings West, and Billings Skyview in a huge girls basketball crosstown game tonight. That's the number one and number three teams in the state. And Courtney Grossman uh, going to have a huge game if Billings West is going to knock off the number one team in the state, Billings Skyview. Uh, also talked a little bit of NBA trade deadline to close that first hour for you. Not a ton of excitement around the NBA today on trade deadline day, but there were a couple moves that might move the needle in the playoffs. Second hour, it's been all football. In fact, it was all football all the time with Coulter and Brooks Nuanez, those two guys breaking down the Super Bowl in a way that only they can, getting deep into the weeds on the lines, the over-under, all the different prop bets that they're going to hit at the Sports Bet Montana kiosk going into uh, the biggest gambling day on the calendar, Super Bowl Sunday. It's great to have those guys breaking down the big game. If you missed anything in the show, you can always find it on the Nuanez Now podcast. Just search Nuanez, N-U-A-N-E-Z, wherever you get your podcast. The Nuanez Now podcast, of course, brought to you by Schulte Law, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. About a minute and a half left here in this show today. I'm headed down to Dahlberg Arena right after the show. Huge game tonight for the Lady Grizz at Dahlberg Arena. Northern Arizona women coming to town. 
Uh, they've been a little bit under the radar, the NAU women, because Eastern Washington was the team that got off to such a hot start in conference play. Montana and Montana State have both seized the spotlight at different times. But I'm telling you, I picked this Northern Arizona team to win the conference before the season even started, and they're looking like the best team in the conference right now. NAU 16-6 and overall, 8-1 and in conference. They took South Dakota State, who's always one of the best I don't even know if you can call the South Dakota State women a mid-major anymore, but they're always one of the best mid-major teams in the country. NAU took them to double overtime in Flagstaff in early January, so they're a fantastic team. But who is that one loss in conference play to? It's to the Lady Grizz in Flagstaff back in mid-January, 89-84 in a shootout. Huge, huge game for the Lady Grizz tonight. We've talked about it. We've covered it here on Nuanez now and on Skyline Sports. They're playing well. They can score a ton of points. They need to put together good results against the good teams in the conference. Northern Arizona's a good matchup for them because they'll get up and down the floor with you. But a huge game tonight for the Lady Grizz. I'll be heading over there. Uh, we'll cover that tomorrow on Nuanez now. Grizz Hockey coming up on 102.9 ESPN Radio at 6.45 p.m. with Jeff Safford tomorrow. Rajim Seabrook, chick who doesn't know sports. Plenty more. Thanks for being with us. This has been Nuanez now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanez from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. That's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure – uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.